We are in this series right now called Journey to the Cross, and uh, this series is, is we are, we're kind of following Jesus along in his ministry from beginning to end. Uh, believe it or not, in four weeks it's kind of hard to do that, so we're kind of skipping a lot today, but uh, we are, we're kind of following him in a sense geographically, location-wise, as he makes his way toward Jerusalem and to the cross that we'll celebrate on Easter. So next week we'll talk about Palm Sunday as he goes into Jerusalem then the Sunday after that, obviously, we'll talk about the cross. Uh, today, though, uh, well, last week we talked about the Sea of Galilee. The Sea of Galilee uh, is a, a place where, where Jesus kind of started his ministry, right? This is a, a place where uh, a lot of his ministry took place. Uh, he did a lot of miracles here. The feeding of the 5,000 is what we talked about last week, but he, he did all kinds of other stuff last week. But I wanted you to hear last week uh, was just about the, the compassion and the provision that our God has for you. Our God has so much compassion. It's a deep-seated compassion that he has for you. It's not just a, a, a I feel for you kind of compassion. It's from the, from the heart of who he is, from the deepest parts, right? This word in scripture, literally he felt compassion from his guts, from his innards, right? And this, this is the same kind of compassion that God gives to you and the, and the provision that he gives to you. And so this week, uh, like I said, believe it or not, it's kind of hard uh, to... <laughs> to travel with Jesus from Sea of Galilee to the cross in just four weeks. So we're going to skip some things today, but I have a map uh, up here to show you. And uh, I know it's small, so I brought uh, the toy that we play with our cat with, and we, we make her do all kinds of stuff, but I can point it out to you. So up here uh, is the Sea of Galilee. This is where we were talking about last week. This is where a lot of his, uh, a lot of his miracles were done. That's a lot of the feeding of the 5,000, like I said, and Cana is near there. That's where the water turned to wine. Uh, you've got a lot of healings. You've got all kinds of stuff that takes place. And actually, if you want a, a close-up picture of not exactly this map, but a different one, there's in the, in the back of a pew Bible. If you just open up the back cover and then turn one more page in, you can see essentially what I'm showing you right here. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, so Galilee is up there. You've got Capernaum where he healed the centurion's uh, servant and all kinds of stuff. Uh, we are going to focus this morning down here. Uh, this is Jerusalem down here. Bethany is a city that's close to Jerusalem, and that's where we're going to be this morning. But a lot of ministry happens in between those, right? In, right? In, in Samaria, you have the woman at the well. You have some other things that happen uh, that I wish I could have talked about this series, but uh, we're going to kind of skip some of that and go to Bethany, uh, where I think we, we learn a lot more about Jesus and, and the character of Jesus. We learn uh, a good chunk of, of just good stuff about Jesus and the character of God and, and how, he, how he moves in our life. Um, and we're going to spend some time in John chapter 11 today. Uh, John chapter 11 is, uh, and once you get there, you might recognize the story. We're going to take a look at a story that invo- involves Mary and Martha and Lazarus. Uh, and I just... I, I think it's a, a powerful story, and here's the truth that I want you to get this morning. If you hear nothing else from me this morning, I want you to take this home and, and chew on it a little bit, that with God, a waiting season is never a wasted season. With God, a waiting season is never a wasted season. Now, we're going we're gonna <clears> to <throat> talk a little more about this story, but does anybody in here just just hate to wait. Yeah? I, I, uh, we wait a lot in our lives, don't we? We wait for water to boil. We wait for the lights to turn green. We wait <clears throat> on all kinds of stuff. We wait on our spouses, right? 
Don't answer that. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but uh, we, we wait on all kinds of stuff, and, and not many people enjoy the wait. Not many people enjoy to sit at an airport for two hours while they wait for their plane to get there, only to hear that it's been delayed another two hours, right? Not many people like the process of waiting, right? It's, it's, it stinks to wait because you're just sitting there and you're just kind of not, you, can't, you don't feel like you have any control over anything because you're, you're just waiting on something to happen. And so not many people like to wait. And so I think the same is true with God sometimes. We, we don't really like to wait. We pray for things. God, why don't you do this? Why, why, is, why is this happening? God, I pray that you would heal this person. God, I pray that you would be with me in my job. Help me in my job. I just feel so overwhelmed with everything. God, I pray that, and we just, we pray and we pray and we pray and we just feel like, man, God is not answering this prayer. I feel like we're waiting. God, where are you in this? Why, why haven't you come to help me in this? Why, why are you not here? It's hard to wait. Like I said, I, I, the truth I want you to hear today is that a waiting season is never a wasted season with God. Sometimes God makes us wait a little bit. So if you turn with me to John chapter 11, <clears throat> we're going we're gonna to start at verse 1 here. But again, this is a, a powerful story about these three people. There's another story in the book of Luke that tells us a little bit about Martha and Mary. And it tells us a little bit about their character and kind of their personalities. We learn from that story that Martha is a very type A person, right? Wanted to get it done. Want to get it done quick. I want to get it done perfectly. And this is the way that it's got to be, right? We, hear, uh, we kind of see Martha in that same story, just sitting at the feet of Jesus, not worrying about a lot of other things that's going on. Martha gets angry at, Mary, at Martha, right? Martha, why aren't you helping me? What is going on here? Why are you just sitting here? Why aren't you helping me in the kitchen? You shouldn't be here. You should be with me. And nah, 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 nah. and Jesus kind of has to calm her down a little bit. And I won't go into the details of that story, but we hear a little bit about the character, character of Mary and Martha. And I think we see some of that even in the story today. So Luke chapter 11, starting at verse 1. <clears throat> now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary, and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. The one you love is sick. Notice that they didn't use his name. They didn't tell him Lazarus is sick. They just said the one you love is sick. I want you to just hear the relationship here between Mary, Martha, Lazarus, and Jesus. This wasn't just a, I've heard about Jesus. This wasn't just a, I think you're a good teacher, Jesus. This was, I care about you, and you care about us, and I know that. So Jesus, the one that you love is sick, and we know that you can heal him, so, so why don't you come and do that? All right, Jesus, we know that you can. I want you to notice the closeness in there. And as we keep going on, I think there's, there's two truths that I want you to know this morning. Here's the first one, is that God's delays are not necessarily God's denials. God's delays are not necessarily God's denials. Let's read here again. Just because he hasn't done it yet doesn't mean he won't do it. Let's keep reading. Verse 4. When he heard this, Jesus said, This sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory, so that God's Son may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he he stayed where he was two more days. And then he said to his disciples, Let's go back to Judea. Now, I want you just to hear the contradiction in this sentence. Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, 
He stayed where he was for a couple of days. Now, I'm pretty sure this, well, I know from reading on, this doesn't make Mary and Martha very happy, right? If, if someone that you knew was sick and dying, and you were like, yeah, I love you, but I'm going to stay here for a couple of days, that's not going to go over well. And it doesn't go over well in this story. And so, uh, but I want to just keep, keep reading here. But Rabbi, they said, a short while ago, the Jews tried to stone you, and yet you're going back? Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours of daylight? Anyone who walks in the daytime will not stumble, for they see by this world's light. It is when a person walks at night that they stumble, for they have no light. After he said this, he went on to tell them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm going there to wake him up. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he's gonna get, he will get better. Jesus had been speaking of his death, but the disciples thought that he meant natural sleep. So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and for your sake, I am glad that I was not there, so that you may believe, but let us go to him. Then Thomas, also known as Didymus, also known as Doubting Thomas, said to the rest of the disciples, let's also go so that we can die with him. <laughs> I love it. I love Thomas's optimism here, right? Let's also go. Let's just all go die, right? Let's, they're they're going to stone you. You left. They were trying to stone you last time. Let's go back. Yeah, let's just, let's go. We'll, we'll just all go die, right? I love this. Just because Jesus hasn't done it yet doesn't mean he's not going to do it. I want you to hear that this morning in your life. Maybe there's something you've been praying for, something you've been hoping for, something you've been waiting on. Just because, just because God hasn't done it yet doesn't mean that he's not going to do it. God's timing is often different than our timing. God's purpose is often different than our purpose. Right? It's, and, and sometimes, I really do believe this, that God wants to do something in you before he does something for you. God wants to do something in you before he does something for you. It's kind of like a, you know, a parent. If you're a parent in here, you know those, or you, everybody had parents, right? Those teaching moments that we all hated, right? Teaching moments where <clears throat> we needed to learn the lesson before we got something. Right? There's, there's these teaching moments. I feel like God sometimes uses our, our times where we're waiting as kind of a teaching moment for us. And you can imagine Mary and Martha here. God, Jesus, you got to come. Jesus, he's... He's sick, he's dying, you need to get here. And, and time goes by, Lazarus is sick, and Lazarus dies before Jesus can get there. So much for that praise report, right? So much for the praise report from Mary and Martha saying, man, our brother was sick, but Jesus came and he healed him and he is no longer sick. Right? So much for that praise report. Lazarus is now, is now dead, Jesus shows up, and at this point, it's, it's kind of rude already, right? Jesus shows up at the point where he's like too late for it to be nice. You know, have you ever been there? <clears throat> you're, you're too late for it to even be all right. Like, it's kind of rude at this point. They've done the funeral. They've wrapped the body. Lazarus is in the tomb. It's been a day. It's been another day. It's been another day. And then Jesus shows up. Then Jesus shows up. Verse 17 says, on his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus has already been in the tomb for four days. Four days. Jerusalem was only two miles from Bethany. He's four days late. 
Now, you talk about just, just, I can imagine Mary and Martha just being angry with Jesus. You can do this, but you're not. Where are you? Why are we waiting on you still? Where are you? Four days is actually a significant number here, though. See, four days is a, for a couple different reasons. First of all, after four days in the tomb, later on we'll read, Lazarus stinks a little bit. He's got a bad odor. One of my favorite verses ever in the, in the King James Version is this verse. that just says, he stinketh. Later we'll read that. It's like verse 38 or 36 or something like that. He stinketh. It's my favorite verse in the King James. <clears throat> the, second, <laughs> the second reason this is significant, though, is that there was a superstition back in these days where if you were, when you died, for about three days, they believed that your spirit would, would hover around, would kind of just, just wait And for those three days, there was a chance, if even a small one, that they might come back. But at the four-day mark, game over. He's dead. He's gone. Nothing can be done. Let's move on. So Jesus shows up, and he's four days late. There's no more hope of Lazarus coming back. He's... He's really smelly at this point. And there's just, there's no hope. And we read on. Now Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem. And many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. And Jesus still wasn't there. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming... She sent out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I want you to hear this next verse. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. And what a powerful statement here by Martha. God, if you would have been here, my brother would still be alive. If you would have just come when he was sick, you could have healed him. If you would have just been here, Jesus, what were you thinking? If you would have been here, but I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. God will give you whatever you ask. I think some of us need to, need to hear this today. And some of us are in this waiting period, in a time in our lives where, where we're just waiting and we're asking this question, God, where were you? Where were you in this situation? What what was going on here? I went through this hard time. I didn't see you one time. Where were you? A lot of us feel that part. Not a lot of us are able to say the second part. But, Jesus, I know that even now, if you were to ask, I know you could do something. Jesus, I've been waiting forever. But even now, I know that you can do something. Even though it seems too late right now, I know that you can do it. Some of us, I think, need to, need to focus on that part of it today. But we're sick of the waiting. We're done waiting. It's, we've been waiting for what seems like forever, but I think we need to be able to say, God, but, but I know that even now, you could do it. 
Even now, you can come through. So the first truth, God's delays are not necessarily denials. Right? Even Jesus is saying, I, I, I know about it. And he tells his disciples, I'm going to go wake him up. Right? Who knows if Lazarus was even dead there after the two days that, that Jesus said that. But I'm going to go wake him up. He's fallen asleep. Actually, Jesus says he's dead. I'm going to go wake him up. Lazarus is dead. I'm going to go raise him from the dead. Right? Jesus knows exactly what is going on. Mary and Martha don't know that Jesus knows what's going on. They're just kind of sitting in the midst of this pain and in the midst of the waiting here. God, why weren't you here? Why, Jesus, why weren't you here? Why didn't you come? Jesus knows what's going on, and he's not denying what they're wanting. But God's, God's delays are not necessarily God's denials. Here's the second thing I want you to get this morning if you're in a waiting period, if you're, if you're feeling like Mary and Martha this morning. Here's the second thing. If God always met your expectations. He would never have an opportunity to exceed them. If God always met your expectations, he would never have an opportunity to exceed them. Now, I left off at verse 22, and, and Martha says, even, though I, I, even if you ask now, God will give you whatever you ask. And then Jesus begins to speak in verse 23. Jesus says to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. After she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who had been with Mary in the house comforting her noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Again, the same, same sentiment that Martha has. If you would have just been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit. He was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? He asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odor. By this time he stinketh. For he has been there for four days. Then Jesus said, Did I not tell you that if you believe you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have always heard me. I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing there here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. And Jesus said to them, Take off the grave clothes and let him go. 
Take off the grave clothes and let him go. Mary and Martha were expecting a healing. Jesus had planned a resurrection. Mary and Martha had, had a good idea. They were not asking for something bad. They were not asking for something that was contrary to, to the character of Jesus. They knew that Jesus could heal. Jesus had something better in mind. You know, sometimes I think we pray and we expect that God would just do what we ask. And we expect that we know best. We expect that the thing that we're asking for is, is the best thing. When sometimes I think if we, if we really thought about it, if we, if we just gave God what we're asking for and just trusted that even though God is delaying, He is not denying, even though that, that God, if God, because if God always met our expectations, He would never have an opportunity to exceed them. I think God wants to exceed our expectations as we pray to Him. Even when we're praying for good things, even when we're praying for, for things that honor Him, I think sometimes we, we sit and we wait, and sometimes the thing that God answers with is better than we could have ever imagined that we could have prayed for. Sometimes we pray for things, and it's the, it's the biggest thing in our own mind. If, if God were just to answer this, this would be unbelievable. This is best case scenario and then God comes through and he answers and your mind is blown because God has answered in a way that that so exceeded your expectations you couldn't you didn't even know that that was a possibility sometimes we pray and we seek God and we say God would you just do this this would just make life so much better and it wouldn't be a bad thing if God answered in that way But do we have enough trust in Jesus to be able to say, but even if it's not like this, I trust you. Jesus prayed a prayer like that once. He said, not my will, but your will be done. Jesus was sitting in a garden about to face the cross. And he says, God, if there is any way, would you just take this cup from me? That's, that's obviously the best option at that point. If there's any way that I don't have to go to the cross, could you just pull this off, God? I, I, he's, he's sweating drops of blood. He says, God, if there is any way that you could take this cup from me, will you just take it? But he follows that up with, not my will be done, but yours. Sometimes I think we, we put too much focus on our will. But it's in the times where we're able to wait and able to, to sit maybe a little bit longer in the pain, to sit maybe a little bit longer in the anxiousness or in the, the uncomfortable and the unknown, that when we come out on the other side, it's beyond anything we could have asked or imagined. Maybe you're in a waiting game this morning. I would just ask you to keep praying. Pray in faith. Pray in trust. 
and believe that God is faithful. Believe that God is faithful. God is faithful in our lives. Sometimes we need to wait. Maybe you're in a waiting period in your life. I want you to just, just know this. That God is not silent in your pain. God is with you in your pain. He is next to you in your pain. I love this, this passage where, where Martha or Mary comes up after Martha, and Martha says this powerful thing. I, I, if you were just here, you could have healed him, but I know that if you ask even now, you could do it. Mary, on the other hand, just comes and is just broken. If you were here, you could have done something. And it says that Jesus felt compassion on her and his spirit. And he cried alongside of her, even in her pain. Jesus wept. Jesus sits with you, but Jesus, even, even God's delays, even though it seems like God is delaying, God's delays are not necessarily denials. And just remember that if he always met your expectations, you never have an opportunity to exceed them. God desires to be with you. God desires to be in relationship with you. And when we're waiting, we need to realize sometimes that God is here in the midst. Sometimes we, we are just in the middle of pain, in the middle of heartache, and in the middle of just being broken, and we, we ask God, God, where are you? If you were just here, maybe this wouldn't have happened. God is with you. God loves you. God cares about you. God feels compassion with you. And like we said last week, the kind of compassion that he feels is so deep within him. It's a deep compassion. So if you're waiting in a waiting period this, this morning, as we, as we work our way towards Easter, I want you to know that God is here. God is in the midst. God is with you. God cares about you. Even though it feels like God is, is silent, even though it feels like God is, is delaying his answers, God is not denying. And maybe it's time to maybe release our expectations of what would happen and just rely on God and rely on him and trust in him and know that he has the best in mind. Next week, we get to talk about Jesus coming into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday is one of my favorite Sundays of the year. Easter is also like way ahead of it, but Palm Sunday is one of my favorites. I, I love the story of Jesus coming into Jerusalem, and I think as we follow Jesus along the journey to the cross, we're going to find a lot more about the character of God and how he relates to us next week.